Hi, everybody. It's Jamia Daniels with the First World Podcast. Um, we recorded a singular episode um, with Solomon Chapman talking a little bit about grief. So just a couple trigger warnings with this one. In this episode, we talk a little bit about infant loss um, along with grief and loss in general. So just be aware when you walk into this podcast, but please know that this one is healing and it might be something that will help you if you let it. So please enjoy this episode of, first of all, the podcast. feel a sense of obligation to like post because y'all be posting. i don't no <laughs> i don't like post like post life what? especially you know with levi not being here and everything like oh uh, i feel like that's a good question for aaron because for me personally <laughs> <laughs> are we recording right now yeah john just vibing oh so. i didn't know that oh amazing you're a genius you're a genius <laughs> i'm gonna be out of here right? okay no <laughs> <laughs> hey bro you better facilitate i know you just no you gotta stay babe you gotta stay in here and make sure everything keeps going it will I, i'm gonna pop in occasionally i just want to make sure y'all can have a good time. babe it's okay for you to just sit down <laughs> and... yeah, I know. bro you gotta rest bro i'm rested i'm, I'm rested upstairs I was gonna chill right here. um are you opening the door yeah what do you need nothing you i was just wondering all right let me get a couple swigs of this i just don't want okay. to like Ask a question to the microphone and go pick it up. That's fine. Right. It'll be fine. <laughs> You'll be fine. No, I don't personally. It's interesting because my mom had asked me when she was here, like, how I feel about, like, when people go through something mm-hmm. and then, um, like, the next day they're, like, posting other stuff. Like, wow, look at this acai bowl I had yeah. kind of thing. Like, how yeah. I feel about it. I'm like, honestly... Like, everybody grieves differently. And I'm not saying just for grief in general. Like, yes. you, it's totally up to everybody in terms of how much they share on social media, mm-hmm. how they, how much they want to share on social media. Yeah. For me personally, I feel weird when I do post stuff because I don't want it to ever be, like, people are just like, oh, my gosh, here she go again with, like, oh. all this stuff. Or they'll see that I posted something and be like, she probably posted something sad and just like keep going oh wow which like sometimes i care about and most of the time i don't Mm -hmm. like if i there's a lot of times when i'll like something will remind me of levi or i'll just be like super 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 sad and i'll just want to post something like man i'm really sad right now like i'm dead ass depressed (laughs) but i feel like if i post something like that then i don't ever want it to be perceived as though i'm doing that for attention or like for you know yeah any other reason other than just being transparent i guess but i mean in terms of like if i feel like i owe people explanation that i feel like is is a little tough too because when everything happened with levi Mm -hmm. after he passed one thing that like it's not pet peeve one thing i'd be like dang that kind of frustrates me and i'm sure it frustrates other people too is like when somebody posts that somebody passed away but they don't say how so it's just like, oh, you know what I mean? You know, I never thought of that as a pet peeve, but I feel the same way. Like, give me the details. Something. Like, yeah. there's like a video I see, like, it's TikTok, and somebody's like, listen, condolences. Like, I get it. And yeah. I'm not trying to say that it's my business or anything, right. but just post a little, like, hashtag cancer sucks. Yeah. You know? yeah right. <laughs> or, right. Or, like, just let, you know, yes. check out your friends. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. Things, just so that Poor people diet sucks. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> 
That's terrible. I'm sorry. Hey, don't get pre-diabetic. Right. <laughs> oh, you know man. what I mean? Let us know. Though. I do. I do <laughs> yeah. agree with that, though. Yeah. So, like, a big part of me was like, I feel like, and I had even told Aaron, like, I, I wanted to be like, make a post, like, this is what happened to him. This is why he yeah. passed, and blah blah blah. But Aaron's like we don't owe anybody that explanation. Right. I don't want to do that. And right. I was like, I get it. Like mm-hmm. after a while, I was like, that makes sense. And yeah. I still, you know, of course I don't mind talking about it and whatnot. And you know, there's also those people who reach out just to be nosy yeah, just because they're curious Personal? about it. Well, like on DM status or text? I've had, there was somebody who reached out to my sister-in-law. What was their name? No, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm trying to be very careful. <laughs> there was somebody who reached out to my sister-in-law asking like, yo, what happened? And then so my sister-in-law didn't respond to mm-hmm. her, obviously, because that's my girl. Right. But she didn't respond. And she told me and was like, yo, they asking. I'm like, tell them to ask me. If somebody yeah. has a question, I'm more than willing to talk about right. it. But like, ask me. Are they close enough to you to where it would make sense for them to ask you? The, uh, technically. Okay. Like I, and that's, and also like, I'm not offended if people ask me because oh, okay. I'm, I understand. I've been on the other side of it where yeah. it's like something happens to somebody and you really do want to know. Like yeah. people just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, I, I don't know. I is, as, as nosy as I am and mm-hmm. I am nosy. I will call everybody else before I call you. Really? I, yeah. Because my assumption is that you probably explained it a million times already. For sure. And that makes sense. Like, why Why do I think I'm worthy of another explanation? Mm-hmm. And I know how I'm, I'm I'm a generalist. I'm a big picture type of dude, so I suck when it comes to details. Mm-hmm. So if I've said a story more than five times, some details will get lost. For sure. And so then it just gets, like, a copy of a copy and a copy, and eventually the, like, sheet is black. Mm-hmm. You're going to get the black version of this, like, <laughs> yeah. literally, yeah, uh, passed away, uh, A, B, and C. Yeah. And then there's no more to talk about. Yeah. And, and now I'm coming across as like cold. So for sense. me, it's like, yo, let me talk to the person who's most likely to know who isn't the person. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that, that's me. That that I may not it. be right, but I get it. But and that's that's crazy that you you don't mind. I that's me personally. Yeah. I'm not speaking for everybody who's going going through or gone through yeah. grief. Like I have no idea how other people feel. Yeah. But also that speaks to how like Aaron and I have had a conversation a lot of times about. So the type of person I am is I need space. Okay. And I need I like need to process things by myself. Yeah. Aaron is the type of person who likes to be surrounded by people and like have support mm-hmm. around him mm-hmm. for that kind of thing. Yeah. And prior to anything that's happened with Levi, like I never like being on the phone. Mm-hmm. I do not like being on the phone. Like text me or something. Yeah. Like just email me, that. send a bird. Like yeah. I do not <laughs> want to talk on the phone. Um and so people assumed when we were going through everything that they couldn't reach out to me because yes. of that. Yeah. And so, and I was telling Aaron, like, people are more than welcome to reach out. Mm-hmm. It might take me a minute to respond yeah. to you, but I appreciate when people reach out and be like, hey, just like, you know, I'm thinking about you or hey, yeah. praying for you guys or hey, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, again, I might take a minute to respond as long as you ain't call me. Yeah. Like, you can shoot me a text. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. so everybody assumes because then for me, it feels like, it feels like I'm out of sight, out of mind to people. Wow. It feels like people. Because they're not reaching out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, and or, and then it, or it makes me feel bad because then I feel like people feel that I'm unapproachable. Oh, no. Or that like no. I, they can't. You know, We're not that perceiving just, it as like a personality trait though. Well, yeah, but yeah. that's, that, but that's how it feels on, on my end mm-hmm. is like, you know, people are like, oh, I can't like, or they have to walk around eggshells around me or mm-hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? Like I can't reach out to Jimmy. I can't, yeah. you know what I mean? Because I don't want to like, 
you know, whatever. And it also, when people are going through stuff, you never know what triggers them. So you're already hyper aware yes. of everything you say and everything you yes. do. Oh my God. But like people also don't realize everything is triggering. Wow. Life, Walking on eggshells egg wouldn't change anything. It doesn't change yeah. anything. Life is triggering. Mm -hmm. Like there's nothing that anybody could do to not trigger me, right. <laughs> to be honest. Right. Like seeing you mm -hmm. triggers me. Dang. <laughs> like, I'm not going right, to wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> and like not even but the yeah. thing is like for me personally, yeah. I have to learn how to live with the triggers. So like for example, when my brother had got shot, when Drew got shot at the um theater or whatever, Man. once he was up and like after all the, you know, initial months of like recovery and all that stuff, he went to the movies by himself. Bruh, how how long after? It was probably like a couple months. As soon as he was able to walk You're by lying. himself, I'm not kidding. He Two literally months. He didn't wait a year. No, and went to go days? see um a movie. I can't remember what movie it was. I don't know. You have to ask him. But he that's literally what he did. He did went. he have a therapy session? No. <laughs> was the therapist like, okay, we're gonna do exposure no, therapy? No. <laughs> we he get very much was like, you know what? <laughs> Looks like I'm a bit healed. Let me jump into the deep end. <laughs> like he very oh, much he's a dog. Like and he uh. because the thing the thing was like he loved going to the movies and stuff. That was like he's a movie connoisseur. Like yeah. that's him. So like he hopped. He's like, I'm not about to be sitting here scared for the rest of my life. He's not like, gonna I'm let just that gonna... guy scare him from right. the thing he loves. So wow. he just hopped right into it. And wow. for me, it's like I feel like I have to do the same thing. Like, yeah. I. That's not normal, but okay. I, I and you. I yeah I agree. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but for me, it's like I would rather as a post because I feel like if I sit and let it build up, mm. then I will break one day. Okay, I got. You. And like as a post, like I will break into a big pile of stuff that can't be put back yeah. together. But yeah. I feel like if I am just building up endurance, I mm. think is mm. that's how I picture it is yeah. I'm building up endurance. So yeah. I, I've been torturing myself watching. This is us. I'm rewatching. This is us. I saw that post when you, <laughs> and by the time I posted that, I was yeah. already on season two, episode four. So, or like episode nine, I think so I, I was I like, I can't ask any questions. And, and, and let me tell you, I started that show. Mm-hmm. And I was happy because Sterling K. Brown was in it. I love him so much. Dude, like I can't even express how man. much I love him. And then I saw like his wife in the show and how yeah. like supportive they were of one another. I was like, man, that's that's black love right man. there. They are goals um, for real. Mandy Moore, I've been following her since uh, that movie A Walk to Remember. Mm -hmm. Um, that the dude, the main dude, I didn't know he was the same dude from Gilmore Girls. Oh, word. You, did you Milo? ever watch? You talking about the guy who plays Jack? Milo. Yeah. Yeah, or the the main dude, Mandy yeah. Moore's husband yeah and when they're like young adults or whatever mm -hmm. so i was like man this seems like a promising show and then at the end of i think the first episode they did a uh i don't know they went to like when they were old mm -hmm. and i saw mandy moore's makeup <laughs> <laughs> as an old person and i saw her with the hispanic dude or whatever uh -huh. I was like, this ain't going to work. <laughs> the makeup department dropped the ball, in my opinion. So it's a pilot. You got to. <laughs> oh, it is a pilot. Isn't you got to. Like, and also, you'll get over it. Okay. As the time goes. They, okay. they like, I get it. They're doing the best they can. Okay. You know what I okay. mean? I think it started in like 2016, 2017. Okay. Yes. Okay. At least it's not a Tyler Perry wig. Yo. So no, you're right. doing the best that you're they right. can. I okay. think if you gave it a shot. Okay. And you really like put. Because the thing about This Is Us. There has not been, even the first time I ever watched it, there's not one episode I didn't cry at. 
But mm. and I like I be crying on TV, but like there's st- not one episode. Yeah. I'm out of five seasons. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Okay. Like not one episode I didn't cry. At. I got, I got one question for you. Okay. Okay. So I I'm a I can fall for like sappy shows because I like positive shows and I like shows that don't have to be like raunchy or anything. Yeah. And this is us. Exactly. It's like pretty like wholesome. Yeah. And, you know, uh, relative to other shows. But I don't like shows that have like that narration at the end of the episode. Uh-huh. Like somebody's like, you know, sometimes in life you realize that the things you want <laughs> like, like <Grace laughs> and the things you need. Yeah. Is that is that how it goes? Like, I've never seen that. the episode. But it's like, oh, here's the lesson for yeah. this episode. Like, I hate them shows. Here's the clipping. Right. Here's the. Oh. And it's like, I feel like this is us is, is like toting the line of that. It is there a narrator like no. at the end of each episode no. that makes you okay? No, right. I think you just have to give it a shot. Okay, All just right. give it one season, one season, and see how you feel. All right, just push, just power. I think I one saw season. a few more episodes because I I know Sterling's dad mm-hmm. came in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw that, and yeah. then he was like sick, and yeah, yeah. That's just power through the first season, All right. and then see if you can if see if you can if if you're like nah, still not sure. Yeah. Try to power through the second. Okay, and it's. It's a solid show. So you recommended two seasons. For <laughs> but sure. It's cool. Yeah, because I would love for you to get through all five. Yeah. So. But you said every episode you cry. Every single episode. And like re-watching it back. Because the thing about This Is Us, mm-hmm. I think that why people like it so much is because the situations that they talk about and go through are very real. Mm-hmm. And it's not like fairy tale stuff. Yeah. Like people who you even see, like certain couples and stuff. I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah. like certain couples you're like, oh my gosh, they're in game for sure. Like yeah. we they just match together and then they show like way in the future and they're not together or like <laughs> oh, because yeah, like first real episode. life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like cause real life stuff happens. Yes. And it's not like it's not like this the stuff that people like that you're used to seeing. It's yeah. like real life issues yeah. or like with Jack and Rebecca's relationship, they're perceived to be this perfect couple right. you know and they build that up but then they show the cracks and the flaws mm. of that couple and it's like stuff that you just genuinely relate I to i love that okay. and so i feel that's why i feel like even with rebecca and or excuse me um beth and randall they are my favorite tv couple ever to who's, ever who's be randall? written so is, that's a uh, sterling K. Oh, Brown. Okay. That's a so they're like their relationship just makes me but th- they show the cracks in that too mm. and it's just oh it's just amazing <laughs> oh <laughs> but like <laughs> Try to, so sorry, spoiler alert, spoiler yeah. alert. Um, I had been watching, so I've been kind of putting myself through watching it yeah. just to kind of, because I'm like, just give me all the triggers so I can just, you know, figure mm. it out. Um, and it was the episode where Kate had a miscarriage. Okay. And her mom showed up at her door. She wasn't expecting for her to be, like Kate had basically kind of just been um, trying to, move on with life kind of thing she kind of was just like you know whatever i'm not gonna sit and sulk about it like or she was trying to avoid it yeah um and then she hadn't broken down she hadn't broken down her mom came and as soon as her mom came she like oh. broke and wow the night that the night that levi passed i came home mm. walked in my mom was sitting on the couch and she like before like everybody like people know me people who know me know that i'm not big on like hugs because i just don't like being touched a lot of the time yeah um and like i'm just a little i can be a little standoffish physically but like when i saw my mom everything broke yeah you know yeah and like i just like was a puddle like in her arms you know melted melted yeah and i just like sobbed and i like my mom said i cried myself to sleep that night like in her arms, I just 
was. Did you make it to your bed? Eventually. Like, okay. I was literally, all I remember is, like, I was sobbing, like, so, so bad. And, like, just on her chest and stuff. And I haven't, like, laid on her like that. And I don't even know, like, since I was little. Yeah. But, you know, like, and I just remember, like, going in and out of sleep when that was happening. And, like, every time I woke up, I would remember, you know. So it was just, it was tough. But, like, even that scene, like, just, man, it got me again. So it's, like, there's certain things, like, you'll be good for a day, a couple of days, and you'll feel like, okay, I haven't broken down today or I haven't yeah. been sobbing yet or, you know, I haven't felt like eternal doom or whatever the yeah. case, you know. And yeah. then there's that one thing that will just, you know what I mean? Yeah, that just, just takes you. takes you out, yep. you know, so... I don't know. I I want to kind of give you an experience that I had mm-hmm. and then see if it makes sense and if you can relate to it. Um, when Ron Miles had passed away, he was like my professor and mentor yeah. and all these different things. Um, that tore me up. I remember where I was when I first got the call. And, you know, you don't see it coming. And I'm, I don't try to be like an emotional dude. I try to like keep things, you know. Yeah. So when life happens, you break down and, and it's like, OK, here here we are. And so um, I think a week or so went by and I was like just laying in my bed during the day and I was watching this movie Goodwill Hunting. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? I've heard of it. Yeah. OK. I, I highly recommend. It. OK. Uh, without spoiling anything, um, I think it's Matt Damon's character is like this super know-it-all dude. He's like a genius. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Robin Williams comes into his life as like a therapist. And I guess he had gone to a whole bunch of different therapists. And this guy was able to like crack the code. Mm. And there's like this pivotal moment. I can't even remember what the scene was. But I remember something about it reminded me about Ron. Mm-hmm. And when I saw it, I, I broke down and, and like cried again. But I was happy that I cried because it showed that I still cared about this person. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I still have those moments where, like, I'll listen to a jazz album or I'll listen to or, or some random thought will hit me while I'm driving. And I'll I'll just, like, shed a couple of tears. And on the surface, somebody might look and be like, yo, what what you sad for? Like, all this time has transpired. Like, what are you what are you doing? Mm-hmm. But for me, that's kind of like a personal reminder that, like, all right, cool. I'm still human. Yeah. Like, cool. Like, they still mean something to me. Yeah. Because it's, each day passes, there's that temporal, like, distance, mm-hmm. you know? And you're just, as, as much as I know the reality that this person's not on Earth anymore, I still cling to symbols that kind of keep me close to them. And I never want to forget yeah. who he is, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, what about that? Like, does any of that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel, I feel like a prophet. Is this making sense? <laughs> does that mean? Is this? Does that mean something? <laughs> if I'm wrong, <laughs> you tell. <laughs> no, I absolutely, I absolutely understand where you're coming from with that, and I think, for me, because Levi was here for such a short amount of time. Yeah. yeah. Um. I feel guilty on the days that I'm not to like. Mm-hmm down yeah you know yeah i feel mm-hmm. um i feel like 
just because he wasn't here for a long time mm-hmm. doesn't mean that I can't like that I can forget him you yeah. know yeah. and it's hard because like I look at all the pictures in my phone of him and like videos and stuff yeah and my memories are only the ones that I can look at on my pictures on my phone and yeah there's not a lot of times that I can remember that I don't have like on my phone and stuff so yeah. like I feel so bad every day that my memories of him are starting to slip mm. and it's crazy because he was here for 36 days and today it's 36 days since he's been gone and really i've been like terrified of like tomorrow because then we'll ha- he would have been gone for longer than we had him and um like i keep beating myself up for like the days that I laugh or Mm. like days that I you know forget to go and kiss his picture or like look at his ashes and like talk to him or whatever like I feel bad for those days because I don't want ever want him to feel like I forgot him yeah or that like you know he was just like it breaks me to think he was just a chapter in my life you know what I mean Mm. like he was my everything yes and he still is he my is everything, your everything you yeah. know and yeah. um when something like that happens like it's really hard to um reconcile yeah. like somebody being here and having such a big impact on you Man. and then they're just gone Man. it's like like i remember when we got his ashes um or even before we got his ashes like aaron was on the line with the funeral home like talking about the cremation Mm. and stuff Mm. and he asked them like how much it would be basically like in terms of how much it would like weigh i guess okay not financially not financially but like how much he would like how many ashes we would get wow and they said it would be four to six ounces and that Mm. messed me up Mm. because i'm like he was nine pounds when he passed and like to be reduced down wow to just this little pile Mm. like it just made me feel like Mm -hmm. the world was making him insignificant and um so like every day i like it's like i'm in consistent shiva or something like where i feel like i have to mourn him actively so that he knows that i love him yeah and so he knows that, like, I'll never forget about him. Like, yeah. no matter what, mommy's got him. Yeah. Period. And um, it's really wow hard to think about moving on. Yeah. Because I don't want to. Yeah. Um, I know I have to eventually, but like, I want him with me all the time. Yeah. Like when he first was gone, like I just spent so much money just trying to buy things that would help me remember him or like make me feel like i was closer to him like shirts and jewelry and stuffed animals and like you know all this stuff like i'm trying to get a tattoo like i just want to feel close to him right and it's so hard like as time is moving i feel like it's kind of slipping away you know so like those days when i do break and like break down and all that stuff like it's so painful but like it reminds me it makes me feel closer to him a little bit. Yeah. So like, but also like, I don't want to necessarily sit in like the gut wrenching depression sure. all the time. You yeah. Know? So it's a really weird balance. If if we reduce what you just said, um, 
do you feel guilty when you experience moments of joy? The natural joys of life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, I'm, if you know me, you know I have a dark sense of humor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, my sense of humor is low key ridiculous. Yeah. I choose not to go there with you. <laughs> but <laughs> I know it's there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you yeah. know it's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, even after he passed, like, even at the memorial service, don't judge me, but <laughs> even at the memorial service, Man. we're like playing songs and we have his ashes in an hourglass. Yeah. And like everybody's going around and we're just like playing and doing churchy stuff. Like, yeah. And then I take his ashes and stuff. Like, give him praise, Levi. Break the music. And I start shaking him like, <laughs> praise him and dance. Levi. <laughs> one of those things because, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. those, those kind of moments, I feel like. I try to, I feel like subconsciously I try to take away the sting. Yeah. With, with humor. With the comedy, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like when my siblings are around and everybody knows I'm depressed or whatever, or like we were at um, a friend's house in California and we we're just talking about Levi and I just got emotional and stuff. And then, you know, I break it with like, but I just had some really mid tacos. Like, you know, that kind of like just, and people look at me like, yo, are you okay? Yeah. I'm like, I'm not. There, there have been a few of those moments between <laughs> you and your husband. 1000%. And, and I hate this feeling when I'm like speechless <laughs> and I feel like there's a fork in the road. <laughs> it's like, like I can lean in. <laughs> Or I could just shut up. Well, not <laughs> even that because he started it. Right. And so if you guys started, yeah. it's like, well, here we are. Yeah. But at the same time, I also know what it's like to be a parent. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I could say, or like being in a family, yeah. we can joke about our siblings. Exactly. No one Don't, else. Right. Don't someone else. <laughs> and I can very quickly become that guy okay. that's the opposition yeah. i can say here got a big head yeah, but yeah. the rest of y'all better mind yeah, your business. exactly like, you know what i'm saying yeah i keep that in my head you yeah, see what i'm saying which i understand yeah so i feel like man i don't know that i've had moments of genuine joy mm. since then yeah since he's passed yeah um but i try to like i don't i I like I try to laugh. I try to make other people laugh because yeah. I know like how tough this is for everyone involved mm. and like everyone around us. So but I do feel guilty when I forget. Mm. You know, there's like moments when you forget. But you didn't forget. That like that's Yeah. I don't think you forgot. You know, if you don't think of everything all at once, did you forget about it? Yeah, I get you. You know? But there's the moments like when you wake up. Mm-hmm. You know, you wake up in the morning and for a split second, yeah, you forget. Like mm. you forget that he's gone. Mm -hmm. You forget that like everything that happened to him. Yeah. And it's just and like sometimes I'll be like doing something or like watching TV to distract myself or yeah. like to just distract my mind or whatever. And then like I'll have like flashes yeah. of him in the hospital yeah. or like him in pain mm -hmm. and like all this other stuff. And then I start to break again yeah. because it's like. It's just a constant merry-go-round yeah. of emotion. Yeah. I like to say that I'm, well, I don't love to say, but I am violently hydroplaning from one mm. doom to the next. Wow. Like, What's a hydroplane? Like if you're driving in the rain yeah. and your car starts going like this. Oh, just, oh yeah, yeah. You're just, hydro, like you can't control it. Oh, okay. You're just. Wow. Okay. So like emotionally, that's how I feel yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Going back to the the guilt thing and going back to the like forgetting thing, um, I just don't want you to put pressure on yourself to feel like your your brain has to occupy a space at any given time of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think the other thing too is that um, well, let me let me go here. So you did some theater. You have some background in theater. Mm-hmm. Did you ever do improv? No. Sounds like you did. Well, <laughs> I, to think. I don't think I did like, I don't think I did intentional improv. Like there was uh, times like when I was a freshman in college and I was at UNC, we mm. had like to do these like skits because I, w- I got there earlier to be one of the people that helped navigate people oh, on yeah. campus. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so when uh we had like workshops and all this other stuff and just like things that we all would do. And like we did skits and our skit was like um, somebody coming to their dorm room and like meeting their roommate and the roommate apparently is like weird or something. Uh I was the weird roommate. (laughs) Yeah. There was not a script to that, but like we just kind of were going off the dome or whatever. Of course I killed it. Of course I did. (laughs) You were channeling your inner weird. I was. Yeah. I was. I was eating them up. Okay. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Did you, did you, in those moments, even in like a pretty low stakes situation Mm -hmm. of like recruiting or like helping people navigate the campus. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you ever have like off the wall moments in the improv or was everything pretty predictable? I think I had a good amount of off the walls. Like okay. that you initiated or other people initiated? That I initiated. Oh, because a lot of t- like I like to think I'm pretty quick witted with stuff. Yeah. And there were certain I can't remember what it was, but there were like things where like there was something I said or did and then people would see me afterwards. Like they'd see me in the cafeteria, see me on campus and be like, hey, Jamia. Ba, 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 ba. Oh, and that you like, said? Ba, ba. Yeah, ah, like, you coined stuff it. Like that. Yeah. yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. So it's like, you know. Did, did, did your uh, did your comrades on the stage, did they gel with you? Could they navigate yeah. your improv pretty well? Yeah. They it, could? Yeah, okay. they could. They can kind of bounce back. Some people were laughing, of course, and like that kind of stuff too. But yeah, I think they probably kinda, broke character a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I brought that up because... Um, I didn't know much about the world of improv, but I uh, Tina Fey. Mm-hmm. You know Tina Fey. Mm-hmm. Have we talked about Tina Fey? Yeah, as my yeah. celebrity crush. <laughs> yeah, not I know not she's quite. Celebrity oh, crush, you didn't know but, that. Well, now you but do. we've. T- I feel like we've talked about her a little bit. Okay, cool. Yeah, like I was into her heavy. I I was into Thirty Rock, the show. I was mm-hmm. into a whole like, and so she wrote this book called Bossy Pants. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yo, I got to read this book. Mm-hmm. And so I was in college. I got her on light rail. And I opened up the first page of the book. Mm-hmm. And the first line was, if you're a woman reading this book, I was like, oh, it was written, written for women. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> and I finished bad. that book. <laughs> I love Tina that much. Oh, wow. But I guess she has some experience in improv. And she gave, like, her personal rules to, like, how to navigate improv. And one of the first rules is, like, yes and. Have you heard of this? Mm-hmm. Yes and. So you're not allowed to dismiss an idea that is in real time brought to the table. Mm-hmm. Your only job is to acknowledge it and then find a way to like pivot or add to yes. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I think it might be a cool idea for you to practice a little like yes. And regardless of what emotion you're experiencing now. So when you have joy and then it hits you like, dang, I'm actually happy right now. Instead of like going to guilt, like, Oh man, I wasn't thinking about the morbid, like reality that my son isn't with me anymore Mm -hmm. think that was a beautiful moment 
Yes. And I miss my son. Move on. Move on in that sense, right? Mm -hmm. And then when you have those moments where, like, you are stewing in um, the tough reality of losing your son and you feel like, I I don't know if if we want to call it depression or just, like, low, down, whatever that is. Man, I don't feel 100%. Man, I feel lower. I feel like crying or I'm crying right now. Yes. And I love my son. And it's going to be okay. He, he, he's not coming back. And I'm grateful for the time that I had with him. And he's deeper than a chapter of my life. He will, he is etched into the story of every chapter of my life, not just one season. I think yes. And, and you leaning into your gift of improv off the stage. It's going to bless you a little bit, <laughs> but it's also a sign you need to get back on the stage. That's the that's the moral of this whole story. <laughs> <laughs> that's the moral of the story. To be a thespian. That's the <laughs> that's the that's the real takeaway from everything that we're saying. Yeah. I, I hope that makes sense. Yeah. It does, is. I, does it if it comes across as insensitive, I hope that you'll let me know because no. I wrote a song um a couple years ago and I showed it to somebody and I thought they were gonna get with it. And they, they used a term I never heard used before. At least I don't remember. Mm-hmm. They said, yeah, it feels kind of callous. Mm, callous? Callous. Ooh. And I was like, dang. Ooh. I wasn't trying to be. I yeah. was just trying to be real and direct and everything. Um, but whether they were right or wrong, it opened up what I believe is an insecurity now of mm-hmm. like, not being sympathetic enough to other people's mm. emotions. So whenever I go through thought processes, I always go through that filter too before mm. it comes out of my mouth. Mm. Like, okay, this is what I'm thinking. Is that going to be callous? Isn't so. that wild how like one person can say something man. to make you just man doubt, second guess every single thing that you do? New insecurity say. unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> what was this song about? To uh, where they was like... Funny enough, though, it was uh, it's called Think on These Things. Uh, And just by me saying the title, like whoever is listening is going to. Oh, yeah, I'm the person. (laughs) This person will now know that they're the person. Oh, that's all right. That's over it. But um, it had this like really dope hook. I had like this dope, you know, vibe on the on the hook. It was amazing. I thought it was amazing. Mm -hmm. But I was like, yo, we need to write some verses on this joint. Yeah. And I I. Just took some time. I said, what good is it for you to use the best of your imagination for the worst things that come to mind? And then I, I'd like spiral from there, just like going that's in. A bar, first that's of a, all. That's a let's, bar. Let's back that's it up a, for a second. Because that's a bar. <laughs> Say that again. Say uh, I, that didn't, again. I didn't bring any shades. Let me just... <laughs> you got your face, though. You got to. <laughs> What you look good like a is criminal. It? <laughs> I look like a criminal. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You look like you're up to a no smooth good. criminal. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> sorry. Okay, tell me the line again. Okay. Tell me again. What good is it to use the best of your imagination for the worst things that come to mind? Wow. And there were some like other like pretty insightful things that I wrote. Wow. I don't know that it would have been poetic enough to fit in a song, mm-hmm. but my songwriting process is to like stream of consciousness, 
just write what my thoughts are yeah. doing and then see what I need to reduce and chisel away to fit into like a dope melody, you yeah. know? Um, but um, that person, I, and I, I have to give them, because we don't have the context of the less, rest yeah. of the lyrics, yeah. I'm not going to act like they, that their thought was unmerited, mm-hmm. but that's really what they felt like. Yeah. Like what I, I was, uh, the, the whole song was, Patterned after uh, Philippians four eighteen or four eight, whatever. So, whatsoever things are lovely, pure, but bada bing, bada boom. Think on these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, at a certain point, you realize that like you do have control over. Um, I don't want to say like, no, you have control over your outlook based on what you choose to like occupy your thoughts with mm-hmm. in a certain way. And so, um, it's funny how anxiety sometimes is the misuse of the imagination Hmm. to create scenarios that will produce stress Hmm. that aren't even real yet. Wow. You know what I mean? Um, But you can use that same imagination to like create beautiful things. Hmm. So like, I don't know. I was just trying to explore what that was, but uh, I guess somewhere along the way in those, those lyrics that came across is like, get over it. Think mm. on these things and get over what you're feeling. Mm. But I think the point, I don't think that that, even if it was a, a situation, um, like a you're implying get over it or whatever. Yeah. I don't, first of all, art is subjective, of course. So it's like, everybody's going to take something different from that. There's yeah. like certain pieces of art that I see that like go for millions of, or everybody's like, this is beautiful piece of art. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't get looks, it. <laughs> very much looks like a kindergarten project. Yes, but yes, love that for you. Yeah, <laughs> but like even you saying that to me right now mm-hmm. in the state that I'm in, mm. like thinking about the how anxiety is really us using our imagination mm-hmm. and how just how I can grudge up. This uh, an alternate reality of yeah. all this like pain and suffering and stress and worry and all that stuff. And like then I live can, in it, and then live. I choose. I can choose to live mm-hmm. in that, or I can grudge up a whole different kind of reality, yeah. a productive one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So even the thing about something that's, I first of all, I wouldn't call it callous. Okay, personally. Okay, but even still. When you, how do you build up calluses? Mm. Elaborate. Isn't it, isn't like the breaking of skin or something like that? I don't know. Right. Okay. So, like, I'm thinking about when I used to be young and I would be on like monkey bars yeah. and stuff. And you just, we'd be on them monkey bars every day, yeah. going, going, going. Hands be hurting, be falling off, just yeah. be. And hands got blisters all yes. over your hands, got calluses all over your hands. Yes. But you keep going on the monkey bars. And yeah. eventually, your hands are hard enough, you don't feel that no more. Right. So it's like, whoa! You see what I'm saying? And callus isn't negative in that sense. No, it's it's a building up of tissue or hardening of tissue to mm-hmm. be able to withstand the continued tension. Exactly. Going back Jamea. to going back to what I was saying before with yeah. how it's like, wow, I'm putting myself through these situations mm. to where it's like I know it's gonna hurt. Yeah, I know it's gonna trigger, mm-hmm. but I gotta build up a, a resistance. Wow, like I have to be able to like. I know that the the thoughts of sadness and anguish and all that stuff is yeah. still there, but I got to build up resistance. Otherwise, mm. I'm going to 
it's gonna keep hurting. Yeah, it's just gonna keep opening up yeah. old wounds yeah. as opposed to like the fact is like I gotta keep. Th- there's nothing. One thing that I I had wrote down one day mm. that I was so one day I just was like so angry, um, and that's something else I need to that I I need to probably get into. But like I was just so angry one day, um. And I think a lot of people experience it, like, especially right after losing someone, mm. is, like, you think about how the world has the audacity to keep spinning Ooh! after you lose something. Mm. Like, Levi was my world. Yeah. is my world. And my world stopped. But everything else and everyone else around me wow. kept going. Yeah. Like, I, I, I had wrote down, the world has the audacity to keep spinning. People don't have the decency to not love their babies so boldly when I'm around. Because. Ooh. Go there. Sis. People don't like. Wow. No, you never know what somebody's going through. You never yeah. know what somebody's experiencing. Yeah. And like even before. I would see like. Wow. I would be walking through the store like pregnant, mm-hmm. but, like, you know, wobbling, doing all that stuff, mm-hmm. like looking for stuff to to get for my kid and I'm like prepping for him or you know I would see other people and they'll look at me or like I'd be at work and they'd be like have you seen she's just the cutest little pregnant lady I'm like walking and all that kind of stuff and like now I go to the store and I see people doing the same thing yeah 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 and for me it's like these people's reality is so much different from mm. mine now and Wow. Their world just keeps spinning. And it keeps spinning. Mm. And it's like a ride that you can't get off of. You know what I mean? And it's like when it comes to like the monkey bars or whatever, like Mm -hmm. you got, you just, you keep, you keep going. You fall off and you get right back on it. You don't have a choice in this life. You really don't. Yeah. So it's like if you're going to fall, you might as well be ready for mm-hmm. it. Like you might as well be prepped. Yeah, I'd rather have like gone, th- like have kind of had the experience of going through the grief, so I can prepare for it yeah. as opposed as opposed wow. to avoiding it, pushing it down, mm-hmm. not dealing with it, and then one day when I'm forced to deal with it, it's a tsunami. It's gonna wreck you. Yeah, everything. Yeah, you and know? everything around. Man. Yeah. Wow. And so. One of the things that I did actually want to kind of talk with you about, though, okay. is that is the the anger yeah. that I have. Yeah. And. Um, yeah. I from the moment that we got to um, the hospital, I think, yeah. or like once we got admitted to the hospital, I just was so angry. The weekend leading into New Year's. Yeah. Okay. Because, so, mm. for those who don't know, um, no, so once we got the diagnosis, I was angry. Okay. Um, at 27 weeks, we went to the doctor thinking it was going to be a regular appointment. Um, and she was doing the ultrasound. She got quiet. She's like, I think I see something that uh, kind of makes me a little nervous or mm. something that concerns me she said i'm gonna go i'll be right back i'm gonna compare it to the previous scans came back in she said i think levi had a stroke he has fluid filling his his uh brain and like the you know what was brain matter before is no longer there it's now filled with fluid 
Um, and so she said it was that it looks catastrophic. Basically, he wasn't going to make it. They told us that we could eliminate the pregnancy or we can go forward, give birth to him. But he wasn't going to he wasn't going to make it basically is what they told us. You know, we got that information. I was upset and angry because that was my literal biggest fear. And the reason why I didn't want to have kids in the first place is because I was terrified that something like that would happen. And so, of course, my biggest fears are coming to reality. And I was like, you know what? There has to be a reason behind this. Maybe he's just going to be a miracle. Maybe like, you know, he'll be an example and like everything will be good, you know. So we kept faith. Hard as it was, every single doctor's appointment we went to, we went to multiple doctors, multiple specialists. Everybody's telling us the same thing. Everybody's telling us the same thing. And we're just like, you know what? We're going to have faith. We're going to have faith. We're going to have faith. They told us he wouldn't breathe. They told us he wouldn't, you know, eat. He wouldn't feel pain. Um, Yeah. They, sorry. You're good. They told us that he wouldn't like see or hear like, he basically vegetable like mm-hmm. they told us he wouldn't be anything and um we got through the whole pregnancy um we moved forward business as usual had our baby shower because we were having faith in god and we were like god is gonna do big things with him and we're just gonna keep moving that was a great baby shower by the it way. was a great baby that was a good baby shower food was buzzing um i wasn't there i'm sorry forgot about that <laughs> <laughs> forgot about that okay sorry sorry <laughs> See, and that's why you're going to come to my house before. <laughs> you don't want to show up to the baby shower, but you want to come right. with your car. That's crazy. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, that's but y'all, y'all pressed up with the baby shower. <laughs> we, like, just kept going. And then the day, then it comes, like, to the day that he's born. And, of course, he's beating all the odds. He Man. comes out. He screams immediately as he comes out, which is what they said they wouldn't do. He was breathing on his own. They were prepared to take him directly to NICU. All the NICU people are just standing there waiting for him to fail, basically. <laughs> like, they're just kind of watching that's him. Why, and y'all see them. Yeah. Like, I saw the video after because I'm I'm still on the table oh, cut open. True. I can't that's really true. move. I can't feel my leg. Yeah. You know what I mean? My uterus is outside of my body. But, yeah. you know, Aaron's, like, watching them. And they're just, like, if you if you look at the video back, they're just standing there just waiting. And he's just sitting there breathing chilling like he's kind of like looking around like looking at all these people wow he's good he comes out and he's good like he i hear him crying like is that my child (laughs) they're like yeah i'm like cool so he's doing well we go through those days in the hospital when he's born everything is checking out he's passing all of his tests except for like the tests where he has to sit in the car seat but that's because he had a big head but we all expect for him to have Mm -hmm. a big head Mm -hmm. but you know then you know we have him at home he's still doing great he's eating he's doing all these things and he's he's perfect he is perfect even and like we're just at home like in awe and the fact that he's just so perfect he's so handsome (laughs) like that was like he is so handsome which is wild which is good but i mean um then the weeks passed by and we were like you know we really do want to go see a neurologist like so that we can because they keep telling us that he still has fluid in his brain Mm -hmm. and so we're like let's see about getting like a shunt to see if we can you know redirect the fluid so there were discussions about that yes okay because um we were going to his pediatrician as well and the pediatrician's like he's doing amazing like i'll get definitely give you a referral to the neurologist if you want to see them go to the neurologist she's like he looks normal like the soft spot feels normal like a normal baby and all that other stuff like his head is a little bit bigger than like usual Mm -hmm. but it's not you know he looks normal so we're like god is good Miracle worker. Yes. <laughs> Promise keeper. Yes. Light in the darkness. Yes. Like, that's who you are, God. That's who you are. Yeah. So we're going, we're going. She's like, okay, we're going to do an MRI mm. for him. 
this weekend and then next week we'll talk about the shunt so we do that mri on friday and first of all we had to like we couldn't the mri was at like three o'clock i think we couldn't feed him up until that point mm. so that he could stay asleep the whole time oh, it was, was at 20? one or three he was very because he mm. was hung my poor baby mm-hmm. and so he's like crying and all this other stuff he goes and does the mri does a great job with the mri um and then that night uh, or going into that next morning at like five o'clock he um starts throwing up his bottle and so Aaron comes in. He's like, I'm actually really concerned. We look at it. We're like, let's take him to the hospital. Mm. Take him to the hospital. And the people came into the emergency room that we were in. Like, we got called back. We're sitting in the room for a bit. Um, and then the doctor comes in. Because we're thinking, like, you know, his head has gotten a little bigger over the past couple of days. It looks like it had been swelling a little bit. But we're like, you know, we got the shunt coming up. We're going to be fine. Right. Um, and then the doctor comes in. And she, like, is showing us the um mri and stuff and at first we're like i feel like i see brain matter in there like because mm-hmm. they told us he didn't have a brain but it's like first of all how does he not have a brain when he's doing all this stuff yeah crazy anyway. yeah he told they told us he didn't have a brain at all so we're looking at these mris and we're, we me and aaron are thinking to ourselves like i feel like i saw a brain i feel like mm-hmm. i saw a brain and then the doctor's coming in and she's like well this is we're seeing some stuff here and this and that but we're gonna have some people come in then an oncologist comes in and we're Cancer like folks yeah yeah and she, so we're like, hey, <laughs> like, mm, she's yeah. like, yeah, you know, people don't usually love to meet me and I'm really right. sorry that I have to meet you. Right. But it looks like the, the mass that's in the middle of his head is actually a tumor. Um, and it's like growing a lot, like really fast. Mm. And um, so we're just like, she, after she leaves, we have this long conversation and we're about to get admitted. They're like, we want to admit him just to like, make sure that we can monitor him and make sure he's good and me and Aaron still like okay let's he's gonna be okay he's gonna be okay but then even like if you go back and look at pictures from that time you can see progressively how much worse he's getting like his head is just getting so big he's in so much pain and you can just tell and it's like the worst part of that was watching him in pain yeah and like we're still praying and praying and praying and we're like god like god made us a promise yeah like people had spoken over levi and said that he's his life was going to change lives yes. that he was gonna do big things yeah. like they it had been spoken over him that like he was gonna make a big difference yes and so we're like he can't die like he has to be here for that right um and like time kept passing and he just kept getting worse and then we finally were able to get the shunt surgery scheduled and um we did that i think that was like sunday or something sunday or monday um i can't remember um we got this shunt surgery monday night yeah monday night Mm -hmm. and like the night before that he had gotten another mri a shorter one but they gave him like a anesthesia or something and so he was so groggy and so like and it was so rough watching him like that. Yeah. He finally got some energy back. And then we had to take him to the surgery. And then came back from the surgery. And it was the same thing. He's so groggy. And keep in mind, he is 33 days old. Right. When we take him in. Right. And um, after the shunt surgery, we had a lot of hope. She's like, it went really, really well. There was some stuff in his brain that we've never really seen before. And so we were sending that off. Um, we can't really do the biopsy of his tumor because it's too dangerous. Mm. Um, so we're going to just kind of see what next steps are, see how the shunt goes. And then 
he just took a turn for the worst and they came in and said that his tumor just kept growing and growing so fast and like during this time we're still trying to have faith trying to have faith but then there was a moment when we realized like he's not gonna make it and so we had called everybody the doctors had told us like we don't know how much longer like it's probably gonna be within the day kind of thing we told everybody like if y'all want to come say bye you'll have to do it now kind of thing everybody came over and like before that like I had said at the memorial Dustin had sent us it was on New Year's Eve Dustin had sent us a scripture um what was that second kings four second kings four and it was talking about how like all is well and Aaron was like let's read the whole chapter and it was about the woman whose son had died and Elijah put his body on on her son's body and like breathed life into him and he came back but before that she said lord did i ask you for a son didn't i tell you not to get my hopes up and like it messed me up because i was like i swear if he dies like Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna be able to make it i'm not gonna be able to make it um and so we tried i tried really hard to be to keep faith to keep faith to keep faith and then when he died i was so angry because why would you let me love him if you were just gonna take him away and um to this day i i can't i struggle a lot with letting go of that anger because it feels like it feels like he could have did something it feels like god could have helped him yeah. or at least not let him feel the pain right um because he did not deserve that yeah like i'm an adult i made my own decisions i have sinned i've done all that stuff but my baby did not deserve it at all so like i struggle really hard with um not being angry at god because i know even like in the bible like i watched the chosen have you seen the chosen uh not yet it's a it's really good i would recommend watching it but like one of his disciples had a or like basically when Jesus is doing these miracles and stuff, people say, Lord, if you're willing and he'll be like, mm. I'm willing, yeah. you know, he's willing and he's able, mm. but he just was not willing to save my son. And that I don't know that I'll ever understand. Yeah. And um, I don't know how to, I don't know how to come back from that, yeah. you know, um, especially because like, I feel like he made us believe it. Like he really made us believe that he was going to, he was gonna survive yeah and um i don't know like it's just really tough like had he had he gone quick yeah or had he like not had to feel any pain yeah. it would be different but yeah. like to watch my kid suffer like that mm-hmm. um was just really hard and it felt cruel it felt really cruel so i just uh yeah, yeah. this is a this is this is a, a weird space i don't you know, this is just a conversation. And so yeah. we're just going to process, you know, everything that you, <laughs> everything that you, I, I yeah. so I'm like, so let's therapize that. Like, yeah. 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 Let's, let's go. No, let's, like, let's go through that. Let's use that psych degree. Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, uh, sorry to throw that on you. No, like, no. Like, I'm not expecting for you to like, no. Well, I guess I, but. I'm always challenging. Um, I'm being challenged in this season of my life. Mm-hmm. Right. Like when people talk to you, you have to be able to discern when they want answers. Yeah. Whether you can give them or not. And when they simply want to talk. Mm-hmm. And then we can just like 
wrestle together with this thing called life. And, and so we're just going to wrestle a little bit because <laughs> that's because that's all we can do yeah um first of all the the doctor said that levi would be a vegetable mm-hmm. that he would not experience life mm-hmm. and all that life has to offer yeah and levi experienced so much of what life had to offer in 36 days and going to the specific factor of pain It's a crazy, like, sort of dichotomy when you think about the fact that, like, they said he wasn't going to feel pain. Mm -hmm. And to see major brain activity for the hearing to be there, for the vision to be there, but for the pain to be there as a sign of life. Yeah. Not, Not just survival, not just, like, a heartbeat, but, like, he was here. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have to live with the the next step of that where we didn't see what God had planned coming, but that was still a sign of life as you, as parents wrestling with him, watching him go through pain, that's still being a sign of life. Mm. That's, that's crazy. Um, And you guys are kind of in a space as parents where uh, you have to wrestle with a, a realm of who God is that a lot of people process way further down in life like we all have to deal with this when our parents pass away yeah you know or when friends from high school or from college or people from church you know that we know that pass away and you have to wrestle with the question like god why Mm. why now why at all um but this factor is like the sovereignty of god that like we are we are clay and he is the potter and there are like specific passages in, in the Bible that talk about like, who are we to like, like how, 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 I don't know, presumptuous or prideful is it of, of clay to question the potter mm-hmm. with what he does with his clay. Mm-hmm. And that isn't to diminish the anger because we're going to st- still deal with that. But you're entering into a phase of like a realm of understanding who God is being sovereign that he's the ultimate authority over everything and that there will be things that he does that we will not understand. And not only will we not understand it, but we know for sure Mm -hmm. we would do it different. Yeah. And that's, that's not just Levi's passing. That's a lot of things. There's a lot of things, even as I read the word, especially the old Testament, Mm. And you think about some of the commandments that were given and you think about some of the things that were carried out. And one thing I like about the Bible is that it doesn't sugarcoat humanity. Mm-hmm. It gives you 100 percent of who who God is and then who we were in relation to God. But there are some things in that book. Yeah. That like, God, if, if I had it my way, I would do it differently. So here we are talking about Levi not being here. And you wrestling with, uh, like, w- when you say anger, who is it directed at God? Is it directed at his decision? Is it directed at what he did do or what he didn't do? Is it is it angry? Is it anger from the fact that you don't understand why he did what he did? Um, I think it's like I really, 
like I really wanted it to not be at God. Like yeah. I really wanted the anger to not be because I, I am very much reverent for him, and I don't mm-hmm. want to be disrespectful. Yeah. I don't want to dishonor him. Like mm-hmm. I don't ever want to, because it's like when you're a kid and stuff, you know. Yeah. And your parents piss you off, yeah. and you want you go slam the door quiet. Right. Like it's like one of them. Oh things. yeah. <laughs> like yep. you're, I'm not about to slam my door because yep. I'm not, I'm not crazy. smacking my lips. <laughs> like I'm not stupid. Yep. But I am upset. Yeah. You know, so it sure. feels kind of like that, like yeah. where it's like, I don't want to be angry at him. Yeah. Because my, I think the reason why, or one of the reasons why is because he is Alpha and Omega. Mm-hmm. He knows the beginning of the end. He knows everything. So he knew how much it would hurt. Yeah. You know, and he also knew how I felt before I was ever even pregnant. Yeah. Like how terrified I was yeah. of something like this happening. Yeah. And then to do it anyway mm-hmm. is like, <laughs> you yeah. know, because like we're always like we learn, we experience that God is so kind and like he knows you deeply and all that stuff. And it's like it's like as though you like it, like me knowing that you have a new insecurity of like yeah. being callous yeah. or being, you know, and then me intentionally being like, yeah. Oh, you're Leaning that was that. rough, yeah, or that yeah. was rude, or <laughs> yeah. that was inconsiderate. Yeah. Like that, like me intentionally being like that yeah. too is how it felt. Yeah, was that he intentionally took the one thing mm-hmm. that he knew would break me, mm-hmm. or like the one thing you know, like taking that intentionally and doing it on purpose right. is what I think made me upset. So I think I, I, I don't want to say I'm angry at God, yeah. but like I'm angry at all of it—the yeah. decision, yeah. the the why, the not understanding, like. All of it. I'm yeah. just really like upset. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I'd say I I love that analogy of like our natural parents and how there are moments that you really are like ticked off mm-hmm. at decisions they make or things they make you do or whatever, but you realize that there's a line. Yeah, that you can't go past. Exactly. We'll treat this the same way, mm-hmm. but don't sugarcoat what it is. If you're mad at God, you're mad at God, yeah. and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That that's okay because he is our father, mm-hmm. which he he personalized himself. Yeah, which means that if this is a relationship, there are rough patches in the relationship. Not that the that the father ever draws away from us, mm-hmm. but he allows us to go through things where we we really have to reexamine. Like, man, mm-hmm. what is this? Yeah, who are we, God, yeah. or how how am I engaging what we are? Because I'm your daughter. And this is what you let happen to your daughter. Yeah. And I don't understand that. Yeah. Um, the story of Joseph is very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, because he had, first of all, he was favored by his dad mm-hmm. and was given that like coat, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, bred a lot of jealousy among his siblings. And he was also uh, having dreams yeah. of uh, being elevated. You know, uh, dreams of, uh, I don't know if you want to call it authority or dreams of, like, impact or influence. Like, he knew that he was called for something really big. Yeah. And and I'll use the term impact because that's, I think that's a term you used to describe the word that was given to Levi. Yeah. Um, and how he would, you know, impact, you know, plenty of people. Even given those dreams, Joseph had no idea how he was going to be second in command to Egypt. He probably had no clue that he was going to go to Egypt. Mm. 
all he knew was his father's land and being a part of his father's land. So what came with that package? What came with that word that Joseph was given? Came with sibling betrayal. Uh, came with abandonment. Mm-hmm. It came with the hurt of knowing that his father wouldn't know what what happened to him. Mm-hmm. Um, it came with being sold into slavery. It came with uh, a season of temporary elevation where he was, uh, is it Potiphar's house? I think that's the term, or I think that's the dude mm-hmm. where um, he's kind of given charge over everything that Potiphar has and stuff. And then he gets uh, wrapped up in some uh, false accusations, mm-hmm. goes to prison, mm-hmm. then is second in command in prison, mm-hmm. and then ends up uh, interpreting some dreams for a cupbearer and a baker. And um, I feel bad as a preacher. Some of the details of the story is a little hazy. <laughs> but... Uh, one of the two people die and the other person uh, gets their position reinstated. Mm. And Moses was not Moses, but Joseph, while I was requesting like, yo, remember me, you yeah. know, put in a word for me. Mm-hmm. And then he was forgotten mm-hmm. for another couple years. All that happened before he got to some semblance of real impact the way God had intended for him to save the Egyptians and save his family and, and, and save a people. Right. And all Joseph had to hold on to was a puzzle piece of a dream and a coat that he no longer had. Mm-hmm. And right now we're in puzzle piece phase. Mm-hmm. And if you take the pressure off yourself to try to understand what this is, And yet still glory and like something I learned from you guys through this whole process. I don't know how you guys are lifting your hands up in worship. Mm. Like y'all were leading other people in worship mm. and you guys are exemplifying strength in a moment where life is giving you permission to be weak permission. You're cool. We all get it. And you guys are being like super, super, super strong. We're already being blessed by that. And that's still just a puzzle piece. If you would yield all these pieces of the puzzle that you don't have put together back to your father. And just ask, God, will you reveal your plan to me? Amidst the fact that you you took away. A part of me, not just my son, a part of me. You took this from me, but I love you so much that I'm willing to still hold my hand in your hand. And for the rest of my life, watch you put the puzzle pieces together. Until the, whew, until the, the, the puzzle is put together and the picture you're going to see is your son. And you'll see him every time there's an impact in your in the story. You'll see him every time. I I don't even know. I don't know all the pieces of the puzzle. But when you see his 
when you see his face, when you see the face of your son in this life and the full picture revealed, talk to God again. Talk to your dad again. And all I ask of you, Jamia, the same way we talked about how we can, we have this huge faculty of the mind, right? And we can choose how we look at things. We can choose what we focus on. We can choose what we look at. Take this season and future seasons of your life to look for the puzzle pieces coming together. That's all you have to do. You don't have to explain. You don't have to over explain. You don't even have to know. Just, just look for the puzzle pieces to come together. I think I, that's all I have to say to that. I appreciate it. <clears throat> Edit. Um. Edit. A whole bunch of editing, dog. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Um. And if that was callous, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> you would tell. <laughs> you trying to build up your endurance, sis. <laughs> <laughs> your resistance, <laughs> right? <laughs> Let me speak into your life. Real quick. <laughs> you were swinging on the monkey bars <laughs> in this very moment. <laughs> That's got to be the thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really appreciate you saying that. Um, oh, man. I feel like one thing that's frustrated me, and I've told Aaron, is like I try to find answers yeah. in everything else. Yeah. Um, like I try to, like when I watch TV, like mm. I'm watching them have monologues about grief and death, or like, you know what I'm saying? And like, or I'll like go to therapy hoping that my therapist will say something that'll hit or like I'll talk to other people and they're just like, there's no words. There's nothing anybody can say. Like we watched, um, we were watching the chosen, um, in theaters cause they're doing episode one through three in theaters. Oh, wow. And I'm going to chime in here. I actually stayed up. He stayed awake. No. It was three and a half hours. No. He stayed up the whole time. I was so proud of him because it was really good. So They didn't have them reclinable chairs. That's why. They did. No. Yeah, very soft. It was beautiful. No. I was was so proud. I was so proud. I don't know what I like yet. Okay. Well, we we got a glimpse. Yeah. (laughs) He likes Jesus. He loves Jesus. (laughs) But, like, um, (laughs) even in that, um, like, spoiler alert, something had happened. Somebody had died. Um, and Jesus was close to the person who, so the person who died, yeah, their person was like, Jesus, you could fix this. Yeah. Like, you don't have to let this happen. Yeah. Like, you could literally fix this Was it this a woman right saying now. it or? It was a man saying it. It was a man saying it. Okay. To Jesus. I'm not, yeah. I'm trying to like not do spoilers, oh, basically. Okay. And we'll talk about it. Yeah. All right, cool. But um, no he was like, yeah, he was like, um, Jesus, you don't have to let this happen. Like, you could fix it. Yeah. And he was like. He was like, I love you, and God loves you, and I'm so sorry. And that's all he said. That's what Jesus? That's what Jesus said to him. And oh, like, now I got to see this. For me, yeah. like yeah. for me, it made me so angry 
because that's how it felt yeah. it's like i felt like i wasn't getting answers anywhere and yeah. like it, that's how it felt is like jesus loves you god yeah. loves you and i'm sorry yeah and like i'm looking for all these answers and everybody else because i've been so mad at him yeah that i feel like i've just been like i'm not talking to you yeah. <laughs> like, man forget it i'm not yeah. talking to you, you know what i'm saying but like <sighs> yeah <laughs> i just hope like if i try to talk that he'll listen yeah. and that like i can hear him talk back you know yeah it was like that was also something where i didn't feel like i could i would hear from him until like literally those weeks that he that levi was here was the only time i ever felt like i heard god that's talk crazy to me. like I, I, the only time that's beautiful that's crazy yeah <laughs> so like i feel like i don't know so i'm terrified yeah but i will i hope that i can you know move forward and then i'll end it with this because i yeah. know we're gotta wrap it up but um i people who know me know that i dream very vividly mm. like i've always had very vivid dreams they're like i love sleeping because mm. i like it's like a movie every time yeah every night <laughs> um <laughs> every single night and i kept i hadn't dreamed of levi mm -hmm. and i kept being like i just want to like see him again like i want to dream about him and i had like prayed like oh please let me dream about him please let me dream about him multiple times and right. i had not done it and then last saturday was the month uh mark from when he had passed and like before i went to bed i was like please just let me have a good dream about him yeah and in my dream i think ezra was there and um, it wasn't Brittany. It was somebody else yeah. that was holding him. No, it was somebody else. No, no. Hold on. My, just listen. My side chick was No, listen. 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 Um, Ezra's there. was somebody else that was holding him. And we were at my house okay. um, in, like, the dining room kitchen area. Yeah. And I was, like, somebody was holding him. And they were, like, I'm going to go upstairs and change him holding Ezra. And I was, like, I'm going to go check on Levi. And I went upstairs. And he was laying on like that big beanbag we had. Mm -hmm. He was laying on it. And um, I had, uh, I walked up and his eyes were wide open. As soon as he saw me, gave me the biggest smile. And like when he was alive, he always smiled in his sleep. He had never smiled while he was awake. Mm. So like in his dream, he looked like he was about two months old. And as soon as he saw me, he just gave me the biggest smile. And I like ran and I picked him up and grabbed him. As soon as I sat down, he wasn't in my arms anymore. And my dad was there. And I was crying in my dream because I didn't have him anymore. My dad was like, what happened? And I was like, he smiled at me. He never smiled at me before. He smiled at me. And I woke up sobbing. <laughs> it's six o'clock in the morning and I wake Aaron up. And we're both just sobbing in the bed. Cause like, it wasn't until that moment that I, I knew he was okay. Because, like, before I just, like, was so angry and I had all this doubt. And I'm like, yeah. how do I know that he's okay? How yeah. do I know he's with God? Like, yeah. how do I, how am I supposed to believe that now? Yeah. But it wasn't until that moment that I knew he was okay. Man. And, like, that felt like a gift. Yes. That's a, that's literally the term that came yeah. in my head. That felt like a gift. I was still mad because I was like, yeah. you know, I'd rather have. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd rather hold him. Yeah. yeah. But at least, at least I know that he's okay yeah so um he's in the arms of the father he really is in the arms of the father yeah man man so i hope i have more dreams about him yeah. i hope that he is with me always yeah. like i really 
I still want to wish that I had him. Like, I will never, I don't think I'll ever love anybody like I love him. Mm -hmm. Um, And we don't know what the future holds. I want to be able to honor his life and um, create a legacy for him. And I want to to make him proud. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want him to be able to, I don't want his life to be in vain. So um, I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. And um, I just want to do my best to make sure that he is honored the way he deserves to be. Yeah. Um, and I just miss him a lot. So, but Levi, Josiah New Daniels, uh, mm. my sweet, sweet boy. So you guys are, are amazing parents and every decision that you make to honor him, you know, from this moment on, I trust that it will be like not only beautiful to other people, but it will be like brilliant as well. Cause that's just who you, you two are. Thank you. And, um, yeah, it, it's going to naturally come. It's going to, it's going to be organic and you'll, you'll know when it's like, right. You yeah. know, the, the right thing to do. I've been asking your husband questions about, um, and low key, I think I've, I've been asking questions because I am curious, but then also, I want to hear him process yeah. how he's going to honor, you know, and I, I think I'll do the same for you if someone isn't already like picking your brain, like, yo, you know, what are you, what are you thinking? Um, but I just want to say thank you for like trusting me with the, uh, the vulnerability of, of this moment and trust me with the vulnerability of this conversation. Um, I don't think there was any part of this conversation that was weird for like weird sake. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was a roller coaster. <laughs> it was up and down. It was up and down. <laughs> um but it, this this weird it's weird that I did there was no point where I felt like I didn't belong here to just like talk to you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And um yeah, I'm here for this anytime. <laughs> you love a deep conversation. I, man, I suck at small talk. <laughs> But I'll get you, you on some get deep. To the roof. Man, yeah. what are we here for? Let's get to the Yeah, so like I, I love you guys and, and, and thank you. And we love you so much and I really appreciate you coming and talk with me. Um even when I talk with Aaron about this, how I just wanted to kind of I just wanted to sit and talk with somebody to just process yeah. and the first person that came to both of our minds was you. Just because <laughs> we love you so much and we just know <laughs> it just <laughs> we just know how Man. um I know how wise you are um, and also you just have this gift of um, bringing out things in people that they don't see and um, I knew that I couldn't see (sighs) sorry I knew I couldn't see what God was trying to tell me and so I really uh, knew that if anybody could that it would be you so I really appreciate. Put us. I can't even look at you. (laughs) I'm not even looking at you. Let me put my little stuff together, child. Um, I appreciate you coming through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My sis, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Big dog, you feel me? Uh, (laughs) I appreciate you coming through. Oh man. And uh, of course, you know it's all love. It's all love. And I love my godson, and I love Brittany. Oh man. And we appreciate you guys. We are honored that you chose us to be that. And we're going to do the best that we can. And I know Levi's watching over him, too. Yes. Yeah. So, anyway. 
without Peace. further ado, <laughs> let's remember to keep Christ first of all. <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Did I do that right? (laughs) I'm like, is this even? I'm like, is this even? I don't even know. Is this even? (laughs)